Hello and welcome to the Three Plains Sports Podcast. Just three plain guys from the Great Plains talking a lot of sports, some sports betting, and maybe doing a little drinking along the way. I am your host and producer, Dylan, joined by two guys who never text me first. First, publicly thanking his bookie that he was able to afford to feed his cats this month. Big fan of the Supreme Court justices and Twitter manager, Colin. Good evening. Finally, giving oral to Robert, or rather, Oral Roberts University superfan, a Sam Presti sheep who will undoubtedly be watching the Creighton Men's Basketball Senior Night Ceremony tonight, Sam. Thank you, Dylan. Uh, so, before I jump into the pregame, Sam, do you... So, Creighton's Men's Basketball uh, Senior Night is tonight. Uh, do you know who the only person getting recognized is? Uh, it's not Ryan Cockbrenner, is it? It surely wouldn't be Baylor Shireman, noted yeah. bum piece of shit. The one and only, their only senior, I guess, getting recognized is Baylor Shireman. That's sickening, dude. Fuck him. He, he's so, actually. I saw a mock draft the other other day that has him going late in the second. He had a very very strong first half of the season. Like he looked like the man when Ryan Nemhard and uh, Art Kaluma were trying to like figure it out. Uh, Baylor Shireman was, was he a very, very strong whiff on my tank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, like I said, strong, strong, uh, strong early season. Uh, so we'll jump into the pregame uh, where I jump into some news items for Wednesday, March 1st. And I just wanted to mention first that I think uh, March is the third best sports month of the year, uh, moving up from last year's position on my list as fourth best. So, because we get we get baseball in March this year, that's fair. What do you have as first and second? Like October uh, second, and November. Second is second is September because that's where we get to watch where football starts after uh-huh. you know really starts. I mean, you get a little August action for college, but it's where football really starts after waiting all fucking year. It seems like the off season is just enormous because it kind of is. And then uh, I have October because October is objectively the best sports month between you're getting the best college football and some of the best NFL football you're going to get short of the playoffs. uh, Plus you're getting, you know, baseball playoffs. So, you know, Uh, definitely definitely depends on what sports you favor, but I I don't hate that at all. Actually, I might be willing to throw March in front of September, but October, I think it is the pretty clear heavyweight because you're getting really into you're you're getting out of those FCS opponents at worst. So you're really getting into the couple start of the good weeks of football and then good old baseball for sure. I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that take on October. Yeah, March actually used to be behind April because of opening day, but with the uh, amended schedule, uh, now they start a little bit earlier. Uh, they'll start March 30th this year. Uh, speaking of baseball, did neither of you probably watched any training, like spring training baseball, right? Because that's 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 a little far. I have, as a matter of us. fact. Oh. I'm watched, sorry. Not that much, but I've watched like I've watched two of the Sox games, just the ones that were broadcast on NBCSN. I, I watched one when I, over the weekend on like my second screen, and then I watched one at work in the afternoon because I was like, you know, I'm willing to listen to the good old White Sox announcers. It's always a pleasant time, but not uh, not the most exciting. Well, I, this... I haven't. Oh, hold on, I gotta I gotta look this one up because I forgot to write down the date. This is either today. This is either today or yesterday. 
it was yesterday. Uh, did, did either of you hear about the umpireless inning? I did see that. Not, what the Orioles Pirates uh, bottom half yeah, of the ninth? Yeah. So the the Pirates were the home team. They were up seven four. Uh, top, you know, at the top of the ninth. So you know the game should have ended there, but they both elected to play it. Apparently, they got permission from the MLB to play to play that extra that extra half inning, even though you know the official score is still seven four. But the umpires just left, so they were like calling their own strikes and balls and foul, like calling their own outs. So it was kind of. I feel like unnecessary. I think they just wanted to get like a pitcher per inning in for spring training, you know? So seems unnecessary to me. And then, uh, Colin, what's your very favorite school? And I say, I mean, university in all of Florida. Oh, well, it can't possibly be the one you're about to fucking say. Oh, you probably already know the story. Oh, maybe man. not. I'll, maybe I probably heard it and have forgotten about it because if it's UCF related, fuck them. I tried so to put UCF, that out ahead of my UCF softball delayed this past week due to an invasion of parrots, st- parrots like the birds storming the field. Was that softball or baseball? That was softball. Ah, yeah, I yeah, did see the I did see the parrots though. Yeah, so that shit was yeah. sick. I I made a joke saying hopefully Randy Johnson's not around. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah i did see it that's dope man that that's cool that's better than the bees was that the padres that had the bees i have no or idea what some you're talking shit? about uh sam should know what i'm talking I, about i can't it. remember honestly but i, I think maybe i'm sam. just picturing uh victor robles of the nationals with the fucking uh praying mantis on his hat for the whole half inning at center Oh, so when you said bees, I was picturing the scene from Tommy Boy where they try to get away from the cops by pretending that they're invisible bees attacking to, attacking them. Jeez, the only thing I know from Tommy Boy is fat guy in a little coat, and that is strictly because of our pledges. <laughs> um, and then I just thought this was interesting because I'm pretty sure he's going to become a future Falcon, but Carson Wentz was released after one full season of playing with the Redskins, the uh, commanders. We can tank yeah. for a lot cheaper, buddy. We'll just start Desmond Ritter. It's I, I, I think I pitched, I pitched the plan to at least Sam, but no, nah, the goal is, Almost exactly how shit's playing out. Start his ass this year. If he's good, then, you know, problem solved, maybe. But if he's bad, he'll tank us while it, while also, you know, put getting in the reps for all the rookies and shit. We'll be playing from behind. Hopefully uh, everyone looks decent. That's a position player, uh, it, except for Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts can go fuck himself. Um, <laughs> but... I think it'll be fine. I don't think he will be an Atlanta Falcon. Uh, yeah, fuck that. No, uh, I'll be I'll be pissy beyond end if he's an Atlanta Falcon. I believe. Where does in, sorry? Where does Carson Wentz end up if not Atlanta? Yeah, who's desperate enough to sign him as a starter? I don't think anyone. I mean, <laughs> I don't even think if the Falcons GM is smart, there we're not desperate for that shit. I mean, what, do you, what do you think the what do you think the Raiders? Do? I would think the Raiders. That was. I mean, they're going to try no. to draft, but like. Eh. But the Raiders aren't going to be. Are they that high in the draft? They're, I mean, I, it's, so they're. I mean, they're 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 going to hope, and I mean, they're, I don't know they're, they're high enough to trade at. up to, with the Bears if they if they so desire. 
We'll get so, to that in a second. I, I don't. Sam. I don't. I don't. No. I. I could also. I don't know who will sign Carson Wentz. I think it'd be a team that has a good starter. Tampa Bay. <laughs> Fuck. If Bruce, if Bruce Arians was still there, yes, because that could be like one of those where you're like sitting there with confidence. Like you know, he's he's a good quarterback coach where he could convince himself that I can fix him, but. I don't think anyone takes a risk on him right now that has an offensive like head coach as a starter. He's done. He's done as a starter. He can go play think, in the – hey, fucking uh, XFL could use him. Do you think – oh, God. Uh, we'll, Future Arlington Renegade superstar Carson Wentz. Dude, I was going to save this for the betting portion, but – Bob Stoops better than that. I was looking at the Houston Roughnecks roster today. And there's not like XFL rosters are about the saddest thing you've ever seen because like there, there's nobody you recognize and you like, I don't know what they're getting paid, but like, this is not going to turn into an actual career for them. Cause the XFL is going to fold again. There's, there's yeah. nothing good coming out of this. When you, when depends I saw, on how stubborn the rock is and he's gotten just absolute fuck you money from, from Hollywood that he could keep going for a, at least two years and that's the thing. I if they, you know, start maybe a month after football when people start getting that itch, that withdrawal from the NFL, it might like it wouldn't be a better product, but there might be more people wanting to watch. But the, doing it the snapper, week after the Super Bowl is it, you're not getting that itch. People don't need to go, maybe I'll fucking tune in to watch this for a, for a couple weeks. The long snapper for the Houston Roughnecks is, is like played college ball at Carnegie Mellon. I mean, he's a long snapper. You don't have to go to a good college Boy, for that. You, you get you get such uh, such teams as oh, Western Michigan, Hawaii, Troy, ooh, Delaware State, uh, Kent State. That's not that bad. Delaware, uh, Sam Houston State, Delaware Valley, Norfolk State, Duquesne. It's just it's it's and it's not good football on the field either. But we'll, we'll, hey, we'll man, it's that. good. But I will say if you if you can't go down the rosters and recognize say two maybe three names off every team you're a casual that's all i'm saying okay go, that's, go that's take a look fair, at the man. fucking houston roughnecks and tell me who you fucking who you if you look uh, at the houston recognize. roughnecks you're getting i will confused. look at all back you're getting confused that max borgie isn't christian mccaffrey i think is the <laughs> biggest issue dude looks like christian mccaffrey i do not think that's up for debate okay is- i might i might recognize aj hendy because he played for maryland and i'm sure he was like you know i saw him from some random uh big you know what's funny is like i'm looking at the houston roughnecks i've looked through all these rosters multiple times having just fun trying to figure out which ou former players are on teams they may be a team that i don't recognize anyone but it's funny because they're like the best team in the xfl right they are playing with a bunch of fucking nobodies their punter's first name is Race. Uh, I recognize Kings Connor the Cook, the quarterback, and I okay. recognize Coney Ely, the defensive lineman, at minimum. And I'm I'm just getting started here. Is Marquette is Marquette King the best athlete on any XFL team? Best athletic punter. That's best sure. athlete. What What's funny is like I'm looking at this, and that's the only team that I can confidently say I haven't recognized any name from. But I've looked right. through these rosters, and I've recognized at least two to three, like Sam said. I told you the Houston Roughnecks roster is just like sad. 
Well, it's like <laughs> look. I'm looking at Arlington, right? The fir- I can I know four of the two of the first four, and uh, Kyle Slaughter, 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 and Keith Ford. Like th- there are some recognizable names, absolutely. Uh, Davion Smith, who played at Michigan, Jordan Smallwood, OU alum. Uh, Caleb Vanderesh is a tricky one because you don't actually know him, but you think he's just that neck brace no, motherfucker. He, yeah, for the he Cowboys. Played, but no, he he played the Big Ten before that, didn't he? He played at South Dakota. Okay, never mind. Uh, yeah, and then- I, I agree. They're not recognizable, but like that's I I think part of it. Like you'll recognize some here and there. Uh, fucking Josh. The USFL is going to be so much better for that. Josh Gordon's there. Uh, Martavis Bryant. Some uh, there are some NFL flunkies and drug addicts, marijuana drug addicts in there. So, <laughs> hey, Randy Gregory it, got his shit together. He's still on an NFL roster. Yeah, he switched it out for the PEDs. <laughs> That's the secret. And a and a the roid rage showed. He got a one game. Didn't he have a one game suspension this year for throwing a punch after Dude, the game? What, sure what year? I think it might have been for week eighteen too. In his last game, but like, what season wrong. hasn't he been suspended? That's Nebraska's very own Randy Gregory. It sure is. He learned. Pride he learned joy. his anger. He learned his anger management skills from Bo Pelini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So speaking of speaking of football and draft and where where folks go, uh, Sam, I know this was projected. He was projected at one point as a potential Bears pick in the first round. What do we think? Do you think the Bears still take a chance uh, on Jalen Carter? I would be surprised. <laughs> I'd be surprised. They, you know, it's, it's not entirely now apples to apples, pending. but uh, they did pass on George Pickens last year who kind of had his own character concerns and was a pretty clear positional fit big talent obviously that was in the second round whereas Jalen Carter would be someone we would be taking like you know arguably 1-1 or like after a trade down a few picks something like that I don't think we'll do it just based on on kind of on that and the Bears not whether or not he'll while. be in prison has, he's not going he, he's got a couple misdemeanors he's going to be fine whether he deserves it I mean do I think he was probably sober when this shit was going down absolutely the fuck not but I do know that he's a smart man and he got the fuck out of there and it's never going to get proven one way or the other but he, uh, he was they were on the Henry Ruggs race course yep the Josh Brent driving school uh huh <laughs> And I mean, I, I, I'd be surprised to see the Bears take him. Another reason for that is I think that defensive tackle is a bit of a stronger position in free agency this year where the Bears have by far the most to spend. We need the whole front seven almost needs to be replaced with actual starters. Um, and I think there's a good chance we sign one, if not two defensive tackles in free agency. So maybe don't have to take Jalen Carter just for the sake of his positional fit, maybe trade down a little further, get somebody like Tyree Wilson or Miles Murphy in one of the edges and, you know, just kind of go from there. But uh, it's, it's, it's kind of an interesting story. I mean, he, he skated for, I don't know how long it's been since the Jalen Carter or sorry, the, the Georgia crash happened. That was like right after their championship parade. So maybe early mid January. And I mean, 
really not a peep about him and being involved in it until all this time, until the morning he is scheduled to speak at the Combine. It all goes to <laughs> shit for him, and he's out of town. So I'll, 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 I'll call that an investigation thing rather than a fucking conspiracy thing to drag him down and uh, have... Yeah, I'm, not, uh, I'm not calling conspiracy on it. It's just the and, way the way the And have crumble. McShay feel real good about himself on the character issue comment. If, if he falls, and if he falls to whatever pick the Cowboys have, and the Cowboys take him... Does Roger Goodell announce it as the Jerry Brown memorial pick? The Greg Hardy tribute. No, I was thinking the Jerry Brown memorial pick. That's the guy that Josh Brent killed drunk driving. Uh, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I scared your joke off the road like it was Josh Brent. Yeah. But uh, out of the pregame and into slow pitch, fast pitch, where we take a an easy take and a kind of a hot take. So the slow pitch is the easy take. The fast pitch is the uh, hot take. These guys have to react to it. Uh, each guy has seen one of the takes. The other one has to blind react. One of them's not so much of a take this week, just because I'm running out of material for these with some light sports that don't involve college basketball. So with the slow pitch, the pitch clock rule changes are not going to ruin baseball. Contrary to everyone else in the sports media being outraged. Sam. Um, you know, I, I'm going to go ahead and buy this, and I will admit that I personally am not an enormous fan of the pitch clock. I haven't been like, oh, fuck yes. Like, I watch a lot of baseball, almost an embarrassing amount, throughout the summer, <laughs> uh, and, and kind of just use it as, as a good way to pass the time, and I, I enjoy listening to our announcers talk and just kind of enjoy the atmosphere, enjoy the game, all that. So if this rule wasn't really put in place for me, I almost will miss that extra half hour of baseball. But it is effective, and I don't really feel bad for the players that they can't just stand around and twiddle their fucking thumbs, adjust their batting gloves six times in a given at bat, that kind of stuff. I kind of am with you, Dylan. It, it's not the end of the world. I can I can relate to the critics, I kind of, if, if it was my own little world, I wouldn't have made the change, but I don't think it's the end of the world. I see why they did it, and I, I think that it's going to be effective, so I, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, basically this comes up because of that that Red Sox. Who are they playing? It was a Braves-Red Sox tie where it was a tie because the last batter could get his shit together in time. Like, you can see the massive pitch clock in the distance. Like it's readable. It's easily legible to anybody who's paying any amount of attention. And to, to not see that because you're fucking around with your gloves. Oh, gonna take, oh sorry. I got to step off, take another practice swing. I am on, well, maybe not on record, but I am well known even throughout, like as far back as high school saying that the problem with baseball is that like batters can fuck around at the plate way too long. And so I think this is perfect thing to solve it. See, I, I, I'm fine with the pitch clock. I don't love the time allotted. 15 seconds between each pitch, right? Am I crazy on that? That's right. But when does it start? Well, it was like, it was, I thought it was like 17 or 18 seconds when I could be Just wrong. do 30. Just like, you know, that's not that much longer. Maybe 25. And, yeah, you know, there, I think the number was too low. I think that's a fair criticism where... It's almost like, you know, even with the pitch common shit, that's a very quick, okay, if you don't like that fucking first pitch sent to you, get fucked. You're taking a ball, apparently. Like, like it's just a little too quick. That's my biggest issue. Is it almost going to actually counteract pitch com because it's going to take too long to relay a signal? 
Like, I, I think the timeline of the pitch clock's a little too short. I don't hate the pitch clock. Honestly, I'm way more pissed off that they're getting rid of the shift. But also, like, as, and I'm not going to toot my own horn here, as a former college athlete in a sport that has lots of, like, <laughs> pre pre toss rituals club athlete yeah hey hey it's, it was it was a college usa college curling it's just college Corbin who actually got like fucking school money to go it's the it's the olympic it was you know hey listen it's the same olympic organization that sends curlers usa curlers to the olympics uh but like you know i'd, I'd get in the hat before i'd throw a stone i had a little i had a little uh uh, ritual I'd go through. It didn't take me fucking 15 seconds. I didn't hold up the game to do it. You know, I sit down, get to the, get into the hack, spin the, uh, spin the rock a few times, you know, do the whole kicker thing where I line it up with my hand and then we're ready to go. You know, <laughs> none of this shit, like grabbing my gloves and checking my shoes and then getting up, getting up out of the hacks and, and looking and walking and walking around a few times just to get a good feel. No, that's just bullshit. You don't need that. You've gotten this far. They didn't put up with that shit in college. They didn't put up with your shit like that in high school. You don't need to put up with that shit in the pros. Yeah, I just, I just think the time, the like the physical, like the allotted time is just fucked. Because if you're the batter, you get half the time to step into the box as well. So why not just do? And also, if you're gonna fucking workshop this, do a higher time and crunch it down each time. In case, if you see that it needs to be, you know, lowered, but fifteen seconds, eighteen seconds, whatever that, I, it's just it 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 allows for very little other bits within baseball, such as you know, saying "fuck you," I'm not taking that pitch call, all that shit <laughs> makes it a little funky, and I guess we'll see it. We'll, we'll see it when the actual season starts because obviously pitchers and shit aren't, you know, getting more than two innings. But what, if, if it's, a, you know, if it's a colossal failure when the fucking season starts, do they abandon it? Do they expand it? Like, it, like start, wean them onto it. Like, fucking chill. Uh, 15 seconds is, it was aggressive. I was shocked it was that quick. See, I am much more outraged at the banning of the shift. You're basically banning defense and smart strategic, like smart strategy. I'm I've mixed feelings on that too because I kind of, on principle, want to agree with you, Dylan. But I do also kind of think that it has hurt the watchability of the game. And there's something as, as trivial as it is. There's something to be said for the whole deal of like when you're watching baseball from the angle that you have behind the pitcher and you see a ball hit hard back up the middle for the longest time, you're like, that's a fucking hit. And these days, like it, it, that element is not really there anymore. Uh, it, 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 I think you, there's a very strong argument. It takes away from the fan experience, even though I also, I, I kind of agree with you. I think it's interesting game strategy wise in a perfect world. I would like to see guys learn to beat the shift, but that's not the way that they're coached. So well, I mean, it's it's just kind of taking the good with the bad, and I, I I'm not outraged about that decision either. I I am because like you're just ta- like you're just telling an outfielder he can't move until the ball is hit, which is just stupid to me. 
It's, what it's, are the rules on the outfield? I mean, there's some degree you can move at least in the infield. Like you could still have your shortstop line up damn near up the middle if you wanted to. Well, there's a but. I don't know if it matters on the infield, but like the outfielders aren't allowed to move now. The outfielders aren't allowed to like come in for like a bunt or something or provide like grounder support. And then that's that's kind of dumb. I guess, and then but... I can't remember. I think infielders maybe maybe I'm getting that wrong. Maybe infielders aren't allowed to go to like step back into the outfield. But like either way, they, they, I think just, they have to stay on the dirt, and there has yeah, to be two to on each on side of, of the. That's right. Which I think I I like the dirt portion of that. Right? You know, I hate having the fucking shortstop or second baseman fucking 20 feet into the grass just to Dude, be able not to 20 handle. feet. I were talking 20, 30 yards out yeah. of the grass, like legitimately against guys like Yasmani Grandal, he would hit a, a line drive over like where a second baseman would typically stand. And it's going to land a hundred feet into the grass and some other fuckers is the, is the second baseman standing there catching it on a hop and throwing him out at first. Yeah, like, I think that sh- like that rule is should be like you shouldn't have that. But like, fuck it, if you're allowed what? to have if if you know infielders have to stay on the dirt or forward, and you can have three on the fucking right side, fuck it, sure, I don't well, care. I mean, is baseball is is a. Uh... Uh, Manfred looking for like 20 point over unders because we're already getting a lot of scoring for baseball. You know, both leagues have the DH now. So uh, you're, you're already seeing like seven to three games, six to seven games. Sometimes like games are eight to nine. Yeah. You still get your low store- scoring games here or there, but are we really like, do we need to like support scoring that much more in baseball that we have to get rid of the shift? I, I I wouldn't say it's supporting <laughs> scoring. It's more of just we've you know the anal, analytics and all that caught up to the old game and people didn't like it. Like with the shift, you know, because that wasn't a thing fucking five years ago. Not at, to the extreme it was now, at least not that I can remember. So it's more so you know you're trying to keep. I wouldn't say the integrity, but like the old school portion of the game with just the natural, this is what the game is, two on each side of the base, your natural positions versus... careful, you're starting to sound like a baseball writer. uh, Fucking, uh, guess what? I would put Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame, so (laughs) fuck him. It's just, it's funky, man. I get, like, I get both sides. It's one of those where I really don't feel crazy each way. But I can see the argument each way in in some spots. It's just, it is what it is. I don't think that's like the most egregious things. There's there are commissioners in sport and other sports trying to actively ruin their games a lot more. <laughs> Adam Silver, <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, for for the pregame, did you hear about that? No. About, uh, the NBA, Adam Silver saying, let's do Elam endings for overtime, which you know what an Elam ending is? Explain it to me. It's a target score, right? Uh, it's what they do for the... Oh, God. So, like, fuck lack that. Of, that. For a better term, first to 21. Yeah. Call your own fouls. That. <laughs> Switch to it at the, at the fourth quarter of the All-Star game, and it's kind of fine for the All-Star game. It's whatever. Because who gives a shit? The games like, made up the like, points don't matter. 
Yeah, the game's like 165 to 160 at that point, and they're like, okay, we're playing to 189 for the fourth quarter. <laughs> but now Adam Silver's like, hey, maybe we just like, if a game goes to overtime in the regular season, we say, okay, we're playing to 120. What happens, if you go into over, what happens if you go into overtime 130 to 130? The, they basically, the way they do it, at least in the All-Star game, is whatever team is leading after whatever milestone they decide to change it, they add a certain number, and that's the target score. So oh, yeah, they like, do 24 because the they did it after the Kobe and all that uh-huh. shit. Yeah, they did. But, <laughs> God. What a way to just try and, like, no one asked for this. It's not like baseball where the pace of play is so fucked here and there. Where you're <laughs> like, you're trying, oh no, double overtime happens fucking how many times a year? Under 10? Oh, we gotta rest the players. Like, you're already on an overtime. It, that was one of the most absurd fucking things I've ever seen. Tell us how you really feel, Colin. And not uh, to be general. <laughs> But it's legitimately – it's the players that that would want that shit, if anyone, because it's like, God forbid we ever have to play double overtime or triple overtime, you know, the two times a season that that ever maybe happens to your team. It's just fucking annoying, man. Like, they're, they're making so much damn money, and you're going to say the bet, like, what will probably be one of the most entertaining games of the year, let's just get this shit over with ASAP. Like, come the fuck on. Let's, let's like, have some fun with it, please. Because what are you – are you going to do that shit in the playoffs? <laughs> Uh, like, no, you, they won't. They won't. Because, because, like, guess up, what? Is this the is solution <laughs> is shorten the fucking season for the NBA if you're going to do it. But no, because that don't costs that the NBA money. Yeah. Is that like you don't have to? But if you're doing it for like you know playing time and shit, you know that's like what the argument is. But they won't shorten the season because that costs them millions, if not you know billions. So they're not going to do that because they actually don't care. Is that better or worse than like the NFL's overtime rules? Oh, it's worse. worse. 100% worse. And worse. you know that's a fucking low bar set. <laughs> Fuck that. That is disgusting. I I had, when when it popped up on Twitter for us whoever I think Sam sent it in, I told I sent into the group in quotes, "Hey Adam, where's your office? I want to give you a present." In quotes, oh, and that God. was it. <laughs> um, oh man, do you think do you think basketball in our lifetime ever turns into like hockey, where after a certain amount of overtimes they just go to a shootout where you keep getting guys longer and longer shots until somebody misses one? <laughs> Honestly, that's a better idea than the fucking Elam <laughs> yeah, ending. I mean, I could see I could see Adam Silver being on board with that shit. I'm not sure. I'd if rather see. Happen, I'd rather yeah, see a fucking best of three three quarter shots than <laughs> fucking hey guys first one to 20 fuck that that's <laughs> disgusting they should do one-on-one for one-on-one uh first to 21 call your own foul street ball to uh that'd be that'd be a little <laughs> better i it wouldn't be perfect but it'd be it'd be better than what they're proposing so oh yeah that's that's enough outrage uh from the slow pitch into the fast pitch where normally i try to find a hot take but this week, just because sports are a little short right now, because basically we only have college basketball that we care about going on, uh, I'm going to throw this back to what we did uh, several weeks ago. Fast pitch. Who's the better athlete, NASCAR driver or professional cornhole player? Colin, you've had some time to think about this. <laughs> Dude, and I, I I saw this. You sent me this, and I looked at it, and I go, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> 
And you're all right. You're ready for it. It's cornhole, and you know what? The separates <laughs> them fucking standing on their feet. Because <laughs> guess what? Both of them jerked off a shit ton as kids, and probably fucking adults so that their dominant arm shifts the gear real good or throws a fucking bag real good so the one standing for like 10 minutes how wins. many how many g-forces are you undergoing when you're playing cornhole you're playing you're, you're undergoing oh my God. And that's the normal force of gravity when you're, and it actually depends how fat you are if you're like twice as fat then yeah you're feeling it a lot more in your feet because your fat ass is standing there next to the cornhole board trying to toss them in real good hey man this is your fault you you (laughs) threw this my way and i don't know i don't know how you sat there going he's gonna agree with me in this anyway whether it's serious or not but the one that stands because guess what most of them also have the same body type no not true nascar drivers have to be like in shape cornhole players not no not at all you go find me a fat nascar driver like currently racing Currently racing. Yeah, Tony Stewart's pretty fat these days, but he's not racing anymore. <laughs> he was pretty fit. He was getting hefty. <laughs> he hasn't been running people over while he was racing. <laughs> that, that was not NASCAR. That was when he was racing sprint cars, but yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ryan Newman is suspected to be 207. Okay. Wow, that's, that's not, that's not like 357, like, you know, your standard uh, corn, professional cornhole player. they're not 357. How are they supposed to bend over and reach the bag? <laughs> Well, they got, the, they got way, a just, on. Just to, to absolutely stomp out any potential ambiguity here, the corn holders are the superior athletes. No. In what way? That's not that's a skill, not a not an athletic event. That's a skill. Kind of a really shifting the gears real good. You are. Sam, your car didn't have power steering for the longest time. That shit's hard. Not if you're just on a casual left turn the whole fucking time. Casual left turns at 200 miles an hour. Yeah, what's harder? harder? Fucking air mailing a bag when the fucking board's heavy or taking a fucking non power steering left turn? You know what? You'd pull a a Dale Earnhardt your first lap. (laughs) Sounds like a win win. If I ever become a NASCAR driver, I'm I'm pulling a Dale first chance I get. Dude. So I Googled this just because, you know, is there a, you asked if there's a fat NASCAR driver. I Googled fat NASCAR driver, <laughs> and it goes, people also ask, are there any autistic NASCAR drivers? <laughs> yes. well, no, because I have to ask that. <laughs> well, have you <laughs> tried NASCAR fans? But there are plenty of autistic cornhole players. <laughs> hey, I believe Sam, that. Sam, you're getting autistic and inbred mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> They're both. <laughs> <laughs> cocktail down there. That's the that's the Louisiana special. Oh, they don't race now. Louis, you, you got your South mixed up. That's like Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, You're sure in the wrong part of the South. Like Tennessee, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida is your yeah, NASCAR, your prime NASCAR country. That's wherever Vagisil is heavily available. <laughs> all the all all of the states that have enough meth to keep everybody skinny. Well, which state has the lowest household income? <laughs> It's probably Oklahoma to be honest. It's probably Oklahoma or Kansas to be honest. A lot of people who like racing, so that checks out. Which state has the lowest? Oh shit! It might be. It could be like Kentucky. 
pretty sure my neighbor's out front revving his fucking motorcycle engines right now. Dave's with the lowest medium moment. household income are Mississippi, <laughs> West Virginia, and Arkansas. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Should have guessed Arkansas because we know some people. Yeah, Mississippi. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, Mississippi, not NASCAR country. Arkansas, a little bit. And then West Virginia, a little bit. Yeah, sure, a little bit. <laughs> Not like Tennessee think, or yeah. you know Kentucky or Florida or the Carolinas. Florida's own uh, Florida a cliche, but Florida's its own beast. You know what? It you just know covers what? the spectrum. If if we ever if this podcast ever makes money, I'm gonna maybe pay. I'm gonna try to pay for both of you. To go take like the experience where you get to drive the NASCAR at 180 mile an hour around the track, and you do that for like three or four laps because that's what your $500 gets you. It's probably more these days. Uh, and then you tell me that you could do that for like 250 miles. Yeah, it'd be pretty easy. I would, I would continue <laughs> pressing the gas pedal, and then I would also continue slightly steering left. Okay, until I was when done. you when you wad up the car into the into the uh, into the wall and kill the person who's trying to keep you alive by telling you to slow down and make a left turn, <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> got to throw up the L's real quick to figure out which way I gotta go, even though the fucking pavement tells me otherwise. <laughs> Let, what what do you think you can do? Do you think you can do two laps in a in a fucking NASCAR car at like one fifty minimum, or do no, you think no, you can score NASCAR up pace at NASCAR pace? Well, yeah, I'm not a pro, so we'll no, go one fifty. That's a good speed. Listen to the alternative, or do you think you can fucking score a point? On a professional cornhole player. Well, no, 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 but you're saying a professional cornhole player. No, 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 you have to. Then you have to. You have to take that with being a professional NASCAR driver. So you have to go. You have to hit like qualifying time around Daytona versus scoring a point. <laughs> <laughs> like which of those? Seems, which of those seems easier? <laughs> Definitely the NASCAR. Like how many tries would it take for you to set a qualifying time at Daytona versus you how many rounds I... of cornhole it would take to toss I... fucking a bag in a hole? More times hey, across from you. I drive a sports car now, and sometimes when I'm late to work, I press the gas pretty hard, and I go. <laughs> so I feel like it would be a pretty natural transition for me. I, to I think get it, it might be a little Daytona. confusing because you exit on the right on highways. <laughs> I don't take the highways. It's okay. I'm, I'm just cutting through parking lots and shit. <laughs> God damn it! I hate you guys. Uh, that's enough of slow pitch, fast pitch, and the intros. Feelings are hurt. Um, let's, let's jump into our main topic for the night. Something I'm just going to call college basketball blowout. Anything goes. Uh, I mean, we have conference championships coming up, and then obviously we have March Madness coming up in just two weeks. Who wants to start us? Where do you want to go with this? Uh, I mean, I have some things I want to talk about, but let's see where this goes. Sam, hit me. Yeah, you know, I would love to start us off, and it's just as good a time as ever, as it usually is, to pull a couple receipts about uh, opinions about maybe the Kansas Jayhawks that have been spoken on this podcast. Just going to go ahead and throw it out there that uh, Joe Lenardi got his fucking ass on national television just the other night and said that the Kansas Jayhawks are the, the only team that he would consider a lock for a one seed. That seems generous even to me, but I'm going to go ahead and take it from Joey Brackett's. 
Um, sounds good. Uh, Bill Self just won his 17th Big 12 championship in 20 years as the Jayhawks Regular season championship. Regular season, yes, which is the more meaningful than the conference tournament, and I will, I will absolutely I'll agree with that 100%. On that all day. Uh, Mike Krzyzewski, just for, for comparison's sake, he won 13 regular season ACC titles in 42 years. Bill Self, 17 out of 20 in the Big 12, which hasn't always been as good as the ACC always was, but right now is arguably better than the ACC ever was. Krzyzewski so, also started with a way worse like program that he had to build. Yeah, no, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. But it was, I mean, he won a title, you know, with plenty of time to spare and still was not nearly as consistently dominant as Bill Self has been. Self needs a couple more championships probably to become the greatest coach of all time, and he's putting a damn good resume together right now. And lastly, I'm not going to let you get a word in here before I finish this whole goddamn tangent about how good the Kansas Jayhawks and Bill Self are. But we lost, I believe it was 77% of our scoring from a national championship team and just went ahead and won the best conference in recent college basketball history. No problem. We don't rebuild, we reload. <laughs> we are repeating this year, 2023. Take it to the fucking bank. That's all going to be a real bummer when they get eliminated in the second round. You know, I've heard that a lot of times over the years. <laughs> and how'd that turn out last year for you, huh? Oh, boy, huh? last year. I'm our, I'm our fucking yeah, Jayhawks year, National Championship. Got eliminated in the second round by the fucking Creighton Blue Jays. <laughs> almost, oh, we almost lost the way to our national championship. Oh my god, I'm just beating myself up over that. Hey, good try. It was about as close as anyone got. All righty. So now that Sam's done slobbing the knob of Bill Self, <laughs> I'm probably not done. I, I actually, I, I'm just coming up with this on the spot. I do have a quick question. So last time we were able to get together to watch these, we had we were we were audibly. Uh, much to Colin's neighbor's chagrin, audibly rooting for Oral Roberts as a 15 seed. Uh, we were not. We, we were, were audibly uh, two years ago. Spunking our pants. No, last year was um, Doug with St. Pete's. Two years ago yeah. with Oral. Was we were we were chanting Oral in your living room. Um, who is? Think, that, oh, I did. I also uh, did it at big. Uh, who is that? Who is that random fifteen seed? Because sixteen seed we know isn't going anywhere. Who's that random fifteen seed this year that we think makes a run? Obviously, we don't know the seeding yet. But like, if you had to pick a team that could be approximately a fifteen seed that makes a run, who is it? Oh fuck. Yeah, and, you know, I, I, had, uh, I had misprepared a little bit here. I guess I wasn't sure we were going to specifically be looking for a 15 seed, although that has been either number recently. I kind of came up on but, this. Uh, so, in other words, a non, like not like a mid major, if not small major, fucking but, oh, school to or, do well. Or high major, like a shitty high major that's getting like the last at large bid. <laughs> <laughs> nah, fuck them. That means they they don't they, they underperformed in the season. So the, well, any of the big. 12- Teams that end up on that edge bubble, I might, I might have to make a lot of brackets to pick those teams. To I mean, uh, okay, I'll put one out there that I don't think is a good pick because I think if they make the tournament, they'll be higher than a 15 seed. But Villanova, if they do really poorly in the Big East tournament and still somehow make the make the tournament, I think they're a 15 seed that could make it. Now, granted, they're projected right now as a 12 seed, so I don't. They'll never give them a 15. Not they, a million exactly. Years they're going to be a, they're going to be a 12 seed or they're going to be gone. But like. Along those lines, you know, they've been playing really good basketball here in the second half of the season comparatively yeah. against high against. Yeah, they have, they have momentum. They're, getting, they're gonna get Homer help on the seating for sure, right? They got momentum, but like, who who do you think either has momentum or you think you know, some mid major, low major team that just like 
uh, maybe low major is too much to ask because we have no fucking clue. So, yeah, I well. mean, we've, we've chanted it. I don't think there'll be a 15 seed. I think there'll be a double digit seed. And Sam, you called dibs, but fuck you. Oh, oh wow. Great. Oral, Oral Roberts, Oral. man, right? Like, I, that's one of them. He got there. Shit. What's the name of the seven five motherfucker they have? You didn't even look up the roster, you motherfucker. I no, I know him. it. No, I know it. That's, I know it. it's Colton Conor Vanover. Over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you just say it fucking wrong after researching <laughs> it? Connor Vanover. Is it Colton or Connor? Ah, I fucked his name. Close enough. I'm, I'm, God, dude. I'm about to throw up all over my fucking shirt right now. <laughs> That's a different problem. <laughs> oh, it is Connor. Fuck me. You fucking jackass. Got to test you. Now, take I, I, away. I, tell, tell us all about Colton Vanover. Enlighten our audience about your half-ass fucking research into all, Oral all, Roberts. Oh, I, I've followed him more than you. I've, I pointed out they have a 7-5 cracker that, God forbid, Sam Presti drafts. I'm terrified. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just like, uh, oh, who's the big motherfucker from UCF a couple years ago? Taco Fall. Fucking yes, learn your you. shit. Learn your shit, Colin. God damn it. Sorry, college basketball to <laughs> NBA is not my niche uh, compared to you. But, I mean, it's it's almost like that where it's just along with Amos. Amos? Amos? I don't know. How do you pronounce yeah. this? How do you, how do you spell it? A-B-M-A-S. That's what throws me off. This is as weird as it gets. I'll give him that. It's it's pronounced Asmus, but it's spelled Abmus. A-B-M-A-S. Oh, because, yeah, it's the, it's the German, German B. I thought Colin was struggling to say Amos. No, no, no. That's the thing, because every time you see it listed, it's... Named during his him stealing my dibs on the Oral Roberts segment. Colin to pronounce something stupidly. <laughs> This is one of the few things that I at least have an out on. Um, I mean, it, it, they, they just, with their run with the guy who was there a couple years ago and they're a good plus, goddamn, just a big Be motherfucker. Kevin O'Banner. Yeah, Texas, what, Texas Tech? Yep, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just saying, like, when, with, like, those teams that have the creepy, goddamn tall motherfuckers. <laughs> they can, they can potentially be Purdue had one of those as a mid major. <laughs> I mean, Purdue still has them. They well, just yeah. produce them. Purdue has um, like the creepy deepy like seven five white guys who like Zach Eady's like seven two seven three. I feel like, um, but that he's fuck that team. Four. Yeah, fuck he, everyone like, else on that team. He's. I mean, I think he's gotten bigger. Yeah, he's honestly he's, bulkier than a lot of the super tall, gangly motherfuckers. He's also had days. like two years to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um. I personally, I think maybe a team from. Oh, where are my notes? Uh, an SEC. I'm not an SEC. A uh, fucking Pac-12 team could get a low seed, like Arizona State or Utah, even Oregon. Ooh. If somehow Oregon squeaks in, Mormon action at tournament. Like there, there's some possibilities there. Um, my other one would be like I think FAU will pro- probably be a top ten seed. They had a really good year, but if they fall down there, they have a decently balanced team. Where I mean, their highest scorer was like twelve or thirteen points a game, but they're averaging seventy something a seat like a game. Where they just have some depth. That you know that's potentially what you need especially in in uh in march you either need 
guys that are really good that don't get in foul trouble or you need some good depth to be able to fill in those gaps. FAU does have that. Um, Youngstown State from Horizon could be a fun team, uh, more also just because they're the fucking Penguins, but they they played really well all year, and, you know, the, the Horizon League doesn't typically throw out great performances, but they have had some, I feel like, upsets or, you know, names to watch here and there, at least in the first weekend, so they could cause some trouble as well if they win their... If they win their stuff, I you know it's always a little iffy on what teams will make it at large if they're a shittier like a shittier conference. Uh, I just looked this up. Uh, Doug Eddert decidedly probably will not make a run again this year as Bryant is uh, ranked two hundred eight on Ken Palm and one seventy six in the net rankings. <laughs> yeah, they lost last night to a super shitty team in their uh, conference. Uh, the Mountain West could be also another sneaky one if they get a couple teams in there. I know uh, Lenardi the other night had Nevada at a nine seed, and I feel like Utah State and New Mexico are both decent teams. Yeah, uh, UNLV, I doubt they sneak in there as an at-large but if they somehow pull it out of their ass in the con- in their conference tournament, they're another decent team. So, looking there, at there's some small ones that uh, Eastern Washington maybe they run into KU again and give KU some trouble. <laughs> like they they've been good this season. There's without the Groves brothers, and that was a that was a plant by uh, Bill Self to get them to go to a, con- a fucking conference rival. Just ultimate to have that- con. I mean, looking I at the- it. Looking at the net rankings, I mean, like, you know, you have a couple a couple candidates, like the College of Charleston, currently 54th in the net rankings, could, you know, garner one of those 15-seed at-large bids, potentially, and, uh, yeah, you know, and make Colonial, I, I think they make it outright, even if they don't win their stuff. I do. I have them, and then just, like, winner as, like, in case they don't win as making it from Colonial. That's the thing. It sucks, because, like for like those smaller school teams, because God forbid a fucking team that doesn't deserve it in a big conference puts in like a really good performance because other teams are sort of coasting, or you know some other just fluky shit. Like I don't care as much when like a small school in a small conference that probably doesn't turn out an at large bid wins their stuff because who fucking cares? But there's there's definitely some stuff that could go awry for the small schools and fuck expansion for March Madness, fuck that being a potential thing, but also some of the small schools do get shafted here and there just for name brand recognition here and there. But like also the I think it's the Northeastern Conference, they have someone's going to make the fucking tournament from them. They have only two teams full season above 500 <laughs> and this is already a small shithead conference so it's like farley dickinson is like the most fairly dickinson oh sorry i wrote i i forgot the a or the i and fair uh so that's like the most that's the only recognizable team i saw from them and that's because they fucking played in the tournament at least two years ago in like the fucking first four yeah. So it's like that that's where you go. Oh, we're gonna take your auto bid this year. 
we were going to give it to someone way more deserving. Well, let's let's jump in a little conference championship talk. I mean, I know something we're all probably interested in. Who? I mean, obviously, I know Sam's going to like KU for the Big Twelve Conference Championship, but who? You can talk about KU if you want, but who besides KU do we like in the Big Twelve Conference Championship? Historically, Iowa State has come to Kansas City and played really fucking well in the conference tournament. Uh, going back like over a decade, I think they have arguably, I think, been better than KU even over that time frame in the conference tournament specifically. So they're always a good candidate there. Their fans travel really well every year for that. So it's going to be loud in there in favor of Iowa State in most of their games. Typically, it's almost even, even against KU when they're playing essentially in our backyard in Kansas City. So I do like them as a candidate. Other than that, I'd say Texas is really right up there, good enough to win it and string some games together, and same with Baylor. I'd be surprised if it's anyone outside of KU, Texas, Baylor, and Iowa State, but that's also a pretty wide net of some good teams. Yeah, I, I haven't kept up, so I want to ask quickly, who has the – who if, even if they're not a top three team in the conference, who has the momentum going into the conference uh, tournament? Legitimately right now it's KU. Besides um, KU. They always Baylor just had a good win, but they honestly don't have a whole lot of momentum behind that. Um, I'm trying to think. I definitely mean, like, depends Texas on Georgia's health. Definitely not Texas K-State. Been playing their best basketball the last like two, three weeks, but they probably need to do a little work in the tournament. So I think it, so. Obviously, there's the teams that know they need to do work. I'm almost curious if TCU really puts in a good effort with, you know, their sort of hurt pieces being out for a while to really find that, uh-huh. you know, fluidity again. Because they, they were a top eight team, I think, when uh, Lampkin got hurt first, then Mike Miles, and almost pretty in relatively like five-game succession, I feel like. I could be wrong on that. It was pretty close together. It, was ve- it seemed very close together. So they could almost be trying to find their groove going into the tournament that, like, because they're gonna make they're gonna make the fucking March Madness shit, but yeah, so maybe they utilize the extra games in the conference tournament to get that cohesion back. Because their two main guys were out, so some guys had to step up. Maybe they are still feeling like they need to have those shots and all that. It, it figure some stuff out. But I feel like TCU has the most, almost the most to gain in the conference tournament of the teams that are already probably in for the big 12. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I do. uh, I do want to talk briefly just about uh, Nebraska because they went five and one in the big 10 in February, which is absolutely, absolutely. I mean, they're still like 12th out of 14 in the big 10, but (laughs) like in terms of what the expectations were and they actually have it that they're 500 right now. And which is just like head and shoulders above wherever else they've been under Fred Hoiberg. Um, I think, I don't know what to think going into the big 10 tournament with Nebraska because they, they obviously had a lot of momentum, but then all of that like air in the room just got sucked out, uh, when they like, they were up at halftime by 10 points, I think to Michigan state, uh, last night, last night. Yeah. Last night. Uh, but then like just shit the bed to the tune of like 35 to less than 20 points in the second half. And so like all that momentum they might've had is gone. So I, I expect them to be eliminated immediately in the big 10 tournament. And honestly, uh, 
I, I don't even know. The Big Ten's been kind of shitty this year, so I don't even know who to expect for a for a conference champion. It's it's funky because there's like a Michigan fair State. Amount of Tom Izzo teams. always always shows up. You know, Tom well, Izzo it's, always it's, shows up in February and March. So it's just that there's a couple team like there's a fair amount of teams that feel like they had could have work to do. You got. Rutgers, Illinois, Iowa, Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan, Dude, all maybe I feeling not comfortable with their spot. Fuck Iowa. More so fuck Indiana. But I Iowa might get that, you know, sort of head nod because of who they are and who they've been the fat past like. Not half because decade. of the coach. We'll get to that later. But there's that's the thing. There's I have a fair amount of question marks in that conference that like Outside of Purdue, Indiana, Maryland, even Northwestern, who really feels safe in Not their spot currently? Northwestern is going to make the tournament, and they could also yeah, show but, up. Uh, no, they could also be one of those teams that doesn't feel safe with their spot, they, even though they should be happy to be there of, of all the four teams I just said. But like the Big Ten tournament, not saying teams take off for the tournaments, but... You know, there's some teams don't have much to gain. The Big Ten so, should be fighting like everybody in the Big Ten. Oh yeah, no, that's proceeding. why I think that's why I got I got six teams with question marks next to them where I think they're they're going to uh, be pushing hard they, to fucking win it. They need to be fighting just for seeding because the Big Ten is a fucking mess. Like like the Big Twelve is a little bit of a mess because you have so many teams that are so good that they start to run over each other. But the Big Ten, there's a lot of I don't want to say mediocre, but like not that great teams that are just clawing for seeding now in the in the dance. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's a lot of figuring out what you want to fucking do or what where you want to be and how much you want to expend energy on it. And I think the Big Ten along with the Big Twelve are are two of the conferences that have a lot them in the SEC. Wow, it's bummer because it's the your some of your big three, but all three have teams that are going are probably going to be going a lot harder than they need to be, or you know, feeling unsafe pretty much where they're at to go and really put out full effort in the tournament and not feel bad about the repercussions when they lose. Okay. I got two quick little topics on college basketball that I want to hit on before we move on. Uh, first one is who in, pick any conference. You, if you have multiple answers, that's great. Who do you think like they're not going to win their conference tournament, but there may be a right now, a lower ranked team that you think makes a run into their conference tournament. I mean, I've already kind of played my cards. I think Villanova in the Big East makes a run into their tournament. I think Creighton, uh, is, I think Creighton loses take... their first game because they have zero momentum and they kind of suck these last few games. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and go out on a, a little bit of a limb and say the Missouri Tigers have a decent chance to put something together in the SEC, kind of up their seed. I think they're most likely in the tournament one way or the other at this point. I think they've done enough. But I do think they have some to gain. They could really put another good couple quality wins on their resume. I think they're a good candidate. The Big 12, there's a few to pick from, really. I think that there's a good chance that one of the sort of bottom-tier group of the Big 12, probably not OU if we're being honest, but let's say Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, West Virginia, one of those schools 
strings together a couple wins and really solidifies their case because all of those schools are kind of floating on the bubble, but in my opinion are damn good teams that can go take it to almost anyone on their best night. I do like West Virginia to maybe make a run out of the three um, just because they've probably looked relatively the most consistent of the three throughout the year. They, I feel like That's they've fair. had a lot of close losses. Uh, they they were how how we were sort of talking about OU, where they're like, oh, they're losing close games, you know, winning some games they need to. West Virginia's sort of taken that spot on that sort of phrasing of shit. Um, ACC is where I got a lot of fucking questions, I feel like. Um, the other day I was watching, what, Clemson versus Virginia. They had the same record. A lot of bubble teams. I think, uh, well, so... Virginia and Clemson had the same record, and obviously, you know, who you lose to when, you know, matters and within your ranking, but they had the same record. Virginia's ranked top 15, I think. Clemson's unranked, and they said that uh, Virginia was sitting about a five seed, and Clemson wasn't making the tournament, which I thought was fucking wild. But, like, Clemson, NC State, uh, Lenardi, I think, has fucking North Carolina as a first four out, and they do not deserve to be in the tournament. But I think Clemson and NC State have a little bit of work to do and actually have better talent to get it done. And I think deserve to probably be in the tournament. So I, I could see them in the ACC pushing hard to get that spot. Um, and then the other one would probably be maybe Mississippi State or Auburn and Arkansas all in the SEC. They're all just for reference. They're all Clemson 62nd in the net rankings and Clemson 69th in Ken Palm. So like the absolute identity of a bubble team. Funny, I actually didn't look that shit up beforehand. I just I was watching the Clemson Virginia game and they mentioned them being like first four out right now. <laughs> Um, NC State, I feels like feel like is in that same exact realm, but then forty second yeah, in that rankings. NC State, I feel like has a little bit of better yeah wins on their resume, but Mississippi State, Auburn, and Arkansas are all floating for the SEC as well. I think Mississippi State's probably in, but Auburn and Arkansas probably are feeling a little more uncomfortable and have the talent to make those have it have the talent to you know, push through and make it to the tournament. I know Auburn went into OT with Alabama as we were talking, so they could maybe have a very big win under their belt tonight. All right. Um, last part, last chance for college basketball. Is there anybody, any team, anything to look out for, anything you want to plug before we move on? Um, I would like to take just five KU. seconds to slightly dance on the grave of Caleb Grill of Iowa State, who had, in my opinion, the most bitch-ass cheap shot of any player in college basketball this season. He was dismissed from the team today. So, uh, respectfully, young man, go fuck yourself, and I bet it was your fault. <laughs> Colin, any last nothing. predictions? Nothing? Nope. Uh, I'll have potentially plenty to say once we get uh, brackets. I just want to talk. I just want to say briefly. I think the Big East, uh, obviously, Marquette is going to be the favorite to win that conference tournament. I am going to make a prediction. I, I don't know who. I can't be. I can't be as oddly specific as I would like. But I'm going to say Marquette does not win it. I don't know who does. Though. Xavier. 
I don't like that. They, Could they be. just beat Providence on at Providence today, so yeah. maybe they ride high into it, man. Sure wish I don't know. could do that. Big East <laughs> is gonna have a rough postseason here because they're Big they East is tough, man. Momentum, man. They like Big East is funky. But, uh, uh, Xavier seems to be relatively good, so I guess we'll find out. Give me 15 seconds to gush on Creighton. If you told me in 2013 when uh, Doug McDermott was gone, uh, it was either Doug McDermott's last season or gone, and when uh, Wichita 2014, State. 2014. Okay, when, well, in, in 2013 yeah. when uh, they got eliminated in the first or second round of the tournament and then Wichita State went on to make the Final Four, if you told that fucking Creighton team – that Greg McDermott would be leading them to like a very, very successful run in a powerful, like a a, a high major conference in 2023. That would just be mind blowing to those people. So I want to say no matter what happens, hats off to Creighton for doing what they've done, moving from the Missouri Valley into the big East and having all of the success they've had. And uh, Greg McDermott deserves to go down as one of the, maybe not one of the great coaches in college basketball history, but somebody that deserves a footnote at the very least. So we'll, we'll, uh, have, we'll deserve a spot for him at the plantation. Oh shit. <laughs> he apologized for that. He's good. Um, so that's that's a lot of college basketball. We'll talk about it, I'm sure, more next week because we're going to have more conference tournament stuff. We're going to be really close to March Madness then. But let's move into Collins Capping Corner. Colin, take us away. All right. So start before we get into the good, bad, and the ugly, we're going to start with our individual shout-outs, which is going to be Bum of the Week, which we need to make regular, and I will make sure we do. So, Dylan, you are very eager and so who's your bum of the week? Okay, this one I think you all will agree on more so than last week. Fran McCaffrey. Iowa basketball head coach. Yeah. Due to that uh that stupid fucking like 30 second stare down he had with an official. Like that was just unnecessary, stupid, and completely just very, very cringeworthy to me. And so uh, he is my came back and won that fucking game, care. He's my bum <laughs> of the fucking week for that shit. He should have been fined by the Big Ten for his actions. Just that, that there's no place for that in being a coach and being paid as much as he's paid to go coach young men and just like doing something that you like. Whatever that just like had, I have the sourest taste in my mouth from just that like theatrical bullshit from Fran, Fran McCaffrey, who I'm not a fan of to begin with. Whether it's his time at Iowa or his time before Iowa, I I don't like the guy. So that's fair. I I mean, I just they won the game. Grandstanding so piece of shit. A lot of real high class coaches in the Big Ten. Hey, Fred Hoiberg is a high-class coach. Thank you very much. Yeah, not hating on him. Juwan Howard, I don't know. Greg Gard. Sam, bum of the week. Okay, yeah. I, I uh, For my bum of the week, I'm going to go a little counterintuitive here, and I'm going to go with an individual who is a bum all the time who decided to fuck me this week by not being a bum for the first time in roughly four seasons. And that would be uh, – sorry, three seasons. But that would be – none other than Jacob Groves of the Oklahoma <laughs> Sooners, who has been busy sucking penis this entire season, just completely ineffective. He was like 
basically hadn't made a, a jumper all of February. And he got benched. He, yeah, <laughs> and he found it in himself to go off for a, a miraculously Caucasian 14 points in their win against Kansas State and fuck me out of some money when I, I decided to try and get in on that gravy train of, <laughs> of Oklahoma being shit this season. Um, he really, he is just very deeply under my skin for that performance. So I couldn't talk myself into another bump of the week with the bonus points being that he scored more points in that game than he did all of February combined. He had 14 in that game. He had 12 in all of February other than that game. Fucking Bob. So we'll go to myself. We're going to go, we're going to go UFC because I think it is actually pretty funny, right? Um, I have Victor Martinez. Yeah, I know you guys know the household name, Victor Martinez. But so he fought Jordan Levitt this weekend, who is very like a very good wrestler, grappler. You know, he's gonna wasn't he the quarterback at Kentucky? Fucking what, Levitt? Are you? (laughs) Oh, you're talking about Will Levis? Okay. I was confused because I thought you were like going to make a Nebraska joke on Victor Martinez, and it threw me off that you said Kentucky. Victor Victor Martinez is a baseball player. Okay, he's, he's probably yeah, he's probably quarterback. He's I'm just talking about like, Nebraska. Was it not Adrian <laughs> Martinez? Was yeah. Taylor Martinez yeah, so I, was the goat for a while? It, yeah, exactly. It was you know Martinez last name Nebraska shit. Um, so Victor Martinez coming into this weekend or last weekend. was fighting Jordan Levitt, who has zero, like, standing KOs. He has one KO in his career, and he slammed a dude. It was was actually really fucking cool, but it was a slam knockout because he's a very good wrestler, grappler. He can't throw a punch typically to save his life. Uh, Even knees, kicks, that shit. Guess who got fucking knocked out in the first round by Jordan Levitt? It would be none other than Victor Martinez. That's pretty pathetic. I think your UFC career is over. Uh, I'll honorable mention uh, Jeremiah uh, Robinson Earl from the Thunder. You were a waste of a second-round pick. Congratulations uh, on picking a bum of the week that neither of us have feelings on. Well, I well that's why I honorable mention JRE because Sam and I got to witness him firsthand play way too many minutes in a game he shouldn't have you know, played you know- way too many minutes in. Fuck it, I have an honorable mention for Aaron Rodgers going on a podcast to say, like, oh, are you going to retire? Oh, I'll think about it. You'll hear from me soon enough. (laughs) I felt all the feelings inside me in the darkness. Podcast on the guy who gave him uh, ayahuasca. Like, what the (laughs) fuck? Second, yeah, honorable <laughs> mention, bum of the fucking week, Aaron Rodgers again. <laughs> bum of the week, All right. didn't shovel a bunch of fucking dirt <laughs> in Aaron Rodgers' little cave and just leave him in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so we'll move into the more of the weekly recap. Bum of the week is mostly there to focus on individuals, but good, bad, and ugly will more, more so be on the bets, which is typically team-oriented. So... Dylan, what's your good, bad, and ugly of last week? Uh, my good is I am now 4-0 and on Snooker, which I think is a better record than any of us have in any sport because I've never lost so far on Snooker. Uh, so we're going to keep that rolling this week when we get to our, our locks for the week. Um, my bad is continuing to bet on college hockey. Uh, UNO really took a shit. Um, I, I felt good about getting my money back out of Michigan thinking that I had more odd, you know, better odds because if they go to a shootout, it just counts as a push. Uh, but, uh, I'm probably done with college hockey for now. And then thank you. I actually hadn't looked up the ending of that game. Yeah, so St. Cloud State, uh, 
uh, yeah, the UNO gave one up to uh, St. Cloud State. And then my ugly, just because it was all so good. Um, I had this three-way 10-point teaser for, or maybe it was an eight-point teaser. I think it was an eight-point teaser. I think it was your eight-point yeah. teaser because I think I mentioned it to Sam later. I had Xavier, VCU, and App State. Uh, Xavier, I, I could have taken Xavier and VCU outright and won both of these bets. You know, I had Xavier six and a half. It was teased to six and a half. That ended up being a Xavier blowout. Uh, VCU, I had uh, had him teased to minus one. That turned into being just an outright blowout. And then I had App State teased to plus two, lost by three. So uh, that's my ugly. Wait, what? Yeah. I'm thinking of a different one, apparently. I thought your App State was teased to ten. No. And they lost by nine. Holy shit, I mislooked at that. No, no, no. That's Wait, a different game. Xavier, Richmond, and App State was the teaser, right? Had Xavier, VCU versus Richmond, and App State versus Georgia, Georgia Southern. Southern. And they you had lost- them teased to 10. They lost by nine. Oh, fuck. I missed that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, Sam and I, no, I talked to this to yep. Sam. Yep. <laughs> I, I was like this motherfucker, man, because I I I think Sam and I were online, and I saw that shit, and I was like, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" Well, I said, yeah, I no, that was I a win, have, bud. I didn't, I didn't have him teased to ten. I had him teased to two. I can go. I can show you. Like I have the evidence on the legal betting service I use since I live in Kansas. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No snitches. I wasn't snitching on anything. I was just I use a legal betting service since I live in Kansas, and I was just gonna not gonna plug them by name because they don't pay us. Damn straight. I mean, I'm sending you the exact thing you sent me, so you can. Uh, I did not have them. Pl- Hold on. They were plus two pre-line. You had you had eight points to take them to plus ten because I know because I talked to Sam about this. <laughs> Oh, you just—they lost by nine in that game. Oh shit! Yeah, I misread that. Okay. Yeah, they lost by nine. I don't have any ugly. Then continue. <laughs> Must be nice. Fuck you! <laughs> You're welcome because I took away the ugly. All right, Sam. What do you got for us? I know you're a little more low scale. Yeah, I am more low scale, but I, I still managed to chip in a little bit of each this this go round. So. Um, for some good, we I think we were all on Xavier um, in that game. That was that was a nice, easy one. And then I also had Kansas State money line against Oklahoma State. That was a pretty hard fought game, but Wildcats ended up taking care of business. So I, that kept me really kind of out of the gutter this week. Um, as far as bad, I'll go ahead and go with the you know fucking Jacob Groves ruined my parlay that otherwise would have hit. That was Kansas, Iowa State, and Missouri. Uh, Kansas took care of business barely. Missouri blew out Georgia, and Iowa State blew their game at Hilton to our piece of shit Sooners, um, who should be in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> and, no, uh, not a tournament-quality team. For ugly, I will go with my Texas money line at Baylor, which looked like an absolute highway robbery. Texas got up 19-4, to I believe, at Baylor, and at that stoppage, Baylor star freshman and noted uh, healthy cardiac individual Keontae <laughs> George. Uh, use that as an intro. <laughs> <laughs> um, he he suffered a I believe a high ankle sprain or something like that. Um, he he hurt his ankle and he he limped off and did not play the rest of the game. So at that point, 
Baylor's down 15 and one of their best players is injured. And I'm like, oh my God, my Texas money line looks fantastic. From that point forward, I think they were outscored by like 35 points. Just absolutely dominated by Baylor, uh, Flagler and Cryer and, and Jonathan Chamachachua, all those guys. And so that that was pretty ugly to watch unfold because I was definitely guilty of kind of starting to count my chickens very early in that game. And it <laughs> went to shit nice and quick. That name was made up, right? Chamachachua? It sure was not. His name is Jonathan Chamwa Chachua. Both of the two, the last two are his last name. Jonathan is the first name, but there's a space in between Chamwa and Chachua, and they both start with T's. Yeah, keep a lookout for that one. We do our uh, our all NBA, our all college basketball March Madness uh, player names. Do you draft. think? Do you think his teammates call him Chach as a nickname? <laughs> undoubtedly yes <laughs> all right so moving on to me for the good this week you know it's always i i have a lot more volume so there's a lot <laughs> it makes it tougher to pick all three Ho- well hopefully all three sometimes it's just bad and ugly is tougher to pick but we'll start with the battle hawks money line for xfl because fuck it we bet on the xfl I think they were plus 160. They beat the Seattle Sea Dragons. Fuck yeah, that's easy. You know, good plus money wins. Um, UFC, I had Brendan Allen winning uh, his fight against uh, Andre Muniz. Choked him out in the third round at plus 182. Fuck yeah. Uh, I had Baylor money line the other night against Oklahoma State, even without Keontae George. And uh, Oklahoma State really actually fucking tried to fuck that up. I think they came back within three points after being down 17 with about four minutes left. I had nearly counted my shit before, and I about shit my pants when I was driving home from work seeing how close that shit was. And then one other one, which I know you guys love, was soccer. I had a Toulouse team total over two and a half uh, today. They cash that shit in 10 minutes, which is, you know, absolutely lovely to see. Uh, going from that, going to bad, I had uh, some Champions League soccer. Uh, Napoli, Frankfurt over two and a half. Missed penalty, red card early in the second half. They sat on two goals. They had expected goals was like around four, so that's always tough. And then my ugly would be the rest of my UFC card this weekend. It went 0-4 outside that plus 182. So. Imagine that. Hey, man, so, uh, I think two of those went to de- decisions, and it was fugly. So it is what it is. We move on. We got a big-ass uh, pay-per-view card this weekend that Are you going to buy the pay-per-view? Watch. Of course. I buy them all. Are you gonna? Uh, is, is the amount you bet going to make up for the pay per view if you win? I mean, I fucking hope so. That's the goal, isn't it? Uh, I'm going through that card right now, so I don't have it for my upcoming bets quite yet. But well, I do have one actually, but I haven't gone through the whole card. But going on to future bets, you know, this weekend and above, Dylan, what do you got? All righty. We're going to keep trying with the XFL. I had a push with Arlington. I had a loss with Arlington. We're off of Arlington. I'm going with the uh, what is one of my hometown teams and probably the best team in the XFL right now. Give me the Houston Roughnecks as four-point favorites versus the San Antonio Brahmas. 
Uh, and this is where I had my notes that the XFL rosters are a sad place, but we, we've already covered that. Um, although I, I do want to mention on the Houston Roughnecks roster, there's one of the guys who's on the reserve part of the team. So obviously he was either injured or for some reason, or just not good enough to make the, the active roster. He doesn't get a picture. Like his profile picture is not him in a Roughnecks jersey. It's just him in like some pullover and taking in like kind of a selfie looking photo against a wall. So that's, yeah, the XFL rosters are a sad place. Uh, and then, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to try to go five for five and snooker. Uh, I'm bitch. basing a lot of these off of name, but also odds that I think could could work, not knowing as much as I'd like to about snooker. Uh, I have Stuart Bingham, plus one and a half, uh, but that's minus 165 odds, and that's one unit. I, oh, by the way, I wanted to point this out if you didn't notice it. You're, so you're 4-0, right? Two of those were money line. Two of those were spread. Yeah. Like, they're plus 1.5s. All four have won outright. Yep. I, I'm you not... Didn't know, I, I figured you saw that. I'll still take the but, um, and that I, is, I, I don't blame you, but God damn it. Uh, yeah, no, the <laughs> other two, which would have been sweet plus money, yeah. you, you would have fucking won. And, and it's, you know, it's a little annoying. And that's, that's tomorrow morning at... Uh, either five or six a.m. our time. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll post that tonight because okay. my ass will not be awake. And then uh, finally, uh, I've I've been successful once. Let's be successful again. Uh, let's do the National Lacrosse League again. The Colorado Mammoth are not on the slate, so I'm going to go with the Seattle Seals uh, minus two and a half, uh, and that's minus one fifteen odds versus the Las Vegas Desert Dogs. I figure of those two teams, uh, Seattle's probably a much nicer place to play lacrosse than Las Vegas. So, Which one's closer to Colorado, the lax capital of the world? Um, physically Vegas, closer bitch. is probably Vegas. Culturally closer, <laughs> Seattle, for sure. That's a, that's a fucking fair response. <laughs> That's what all I, right. Is that I, all you? Yeah, I don't, all I, right. I don't have any flyers this week because I'm not betting on racing until MotoGP comes around. All right. No worries. Sam, do you have any look aheads or at bets placed? Yeah, nothing placed quite yet. Is obviously I'm kind of in a in a more conservative season for myself, but I, I was looking at a little bit of tomorrow's NBA action. Um, I, I Dallas has been pretty bad since the Kyrie Irving trade. Haven't really gotten it together yet. Philly's still pretty thought? consistent. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take it. I, there's not a line posted yet, but Philly's playing at Dallas, and there's a good chance I'm going to get on the Sixers tomorrow, depending on how that line shakes out. Um, looking at college basketball a little bit as well. I don't have a whole lot of conviction going into this Saturday, as I, I don't know. There's not necessarily going to be as much to play for in certain instances, like KU Texas. Right now, Texas is looking like they're about to lose to TCU, and they would lose any chance at the outright or at any share of the Big 12 title um, if they lose tonight. So KU would really have nothing to play for on Saturday. So I'll kind of be on TBD on what I might do with the Jayhawks. Um, But I'm probably going to end up taking Texas Tech to cover at home against Oklahoma State this Saturday depending on how that line looks, of course. And then I might take TCU on the road at OU and see if I can get burned just one more time betting against the Sooners. Do you, uh, wait, so is TCU at OU? Yeah. Dude, what, what do we think that line is going to be? It's got to be like TCU 4 or 5, right? They probably, boat, I don't right? think it'll be they any bigger They boat race those motherfuckers at TCU. 
And I think this is like, as I sort of spoke to and alluded to in the tournament where they have like a tune-up game type shit, where they just smoke these those pieces of shit <laughs> that are, unless they wear the anthracite jerseys. But yeah, man, they're, <laughs> I, I bet they fucking smoke them. So whether it's the spread or a teaser or a Moneyline Parlay, if TCU is, I think, five points or better, holy fuck, that's a that's a fair amount of money. You you should lose on them if OU decides to show up. Yeah. All right, so that puts it to me, which I got a few here. Um, uh, fuck it, we're going we're we're gonna go balls deep in the XFL. It is what it is. We'll 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 find our our cap when we get there, but I have two bets. I have the DC defenders neg two against the St. Louis battle Hawks battle Hawks, even led by a <laughs> goat Alabama quarterback, uh, uh, AJ McCarron. Uh, They've stumbled ass backwards into both their, both their wins. The DC defenders have looked more the part of a winning team. And I believe DC is at home unless it's listed funky on this on shit on, because you don't get a click on the games on ESPN. I do like DC to cover two. Their money lines neg one thirty five. That's a little too much to be sporadic on. Can I? Yes, Dylan? Can I? Can I interject real quickly? Remember, is AJ McCarron still dating that one model that was like all like I, the camera was always trained on when he was at Alabama? I assume they're married and have kids, I believe, because that was a whole thing that The Rock tweeted out about A.J. McCarron making memories for his kid. Oh, I have children he now. Have played, he could have played in the NFL for, well, could have gotten paid by the NFL, uh-huh. but he chose to go to the XFL to get playing time and make memories so for his kid. She's probably looking rough now that she's a mom. <laughs> probably looking rough because she's getting <laughs> XFL money. Um. But so I have them, and I am actually on the opposite side of the the Brahmas and uh, the Roughnecks. I feel like in certain in- instances, taking the plus money on on teams in the XFL is profitable as long as it's not the Guardians. And the Brahmas looked really good in their last game, so fuck it. At plus one sixty four, it's it's a crapshoot. I mean, it's not like I'm sitting here going, "That's the lock of the fucking year." But I think at plus 164 after coming off like a 30 to 12 win is fair value. Uh, the Roughnecks, as we sort of said, don't have any like names that are just really that big and not that the Brahmas have anything just a bunch crazy of, as well. Just a bunch of gym rats, but, real students of the game. But fuck it. They got, you know, they got former Notre Dame quarterback Jack Cohn. They have a little more recognizable names, I don't think, outside of the Guardians. You're gonna beat. I mean, you should beat yourself up if you're betting on the XFL heavily, but you're not gonna beat yourself up over betting on an underdog other than the Guardians. So I have them at plus one sixty four. The uh, my other plus money bet that I have this week is the UFC. It's as I said, it's pay per view fight. It is the return of John Jones after he has uh, you know beat his wife, tested positive for PEDs. He's been off for three years. <laughs> He's fighting a, a young French individual in Cyril Gaon who, who who seems pretty badass. He's had some good performances. He lost in Ghanu, which isn't anything to, you know, hold your head down about. But I have the under four and a half rounds at plus 119, mainly because 
John Jones is the favored fighter here. He, as I said, he's been off for three years. It's a little interesting to see if he has that actual, you know, aggressiveness, you know, that urge to fight once he actually gets in there and fights a guy. And if he does, he could finish gone or if he doesn't gone could finish him early under four and a half at plus money seems nice. You could take inside the distance about even money and it's probably also a good bet. And then my other one, which I think is cheap and easy, and since we talk conference tournaments a little bit, I don't like a lot of futures and long-term shit, but Gonzaga to win the fucking Western Conference WCC tournaments, neg 110. That's, there's yeah. only There's only one or two real fucking issues in there. They're going to get the stupid double buy that they do. Um, it's pretty much St. Mary's against them for the fucking title, I'd assume. They might have to play yeah. San Francisco, which is a weaker team than they have been in the past. That has given Gonzaga problems. There aren't they haven't done that this year. Santa Clara is the only other team that could be problematic. They're gonna only end up playing probably one of them. So fuck it. Gonzaga Neg one tens easy money. You won't find it better other than taking spreads. I would I might go trail you on that because uh, I just looked it up real quick. Gonzaga is twenty five and five on the season, currently beating Chicago State eighty three to forty five. Yeah, they they're handling them. <laughs> they lost to uh, St. Mary's at St. Mary's earlier this year in overtime, and they beat them at home by like eight to ten just recently. And that's literally their biggest competition in conference play. They sort of had a weakish year, so why not punctuate it with another fucking title? Fuck it. I think that's a you know, at neg one ten. You're not going to find them probably at a better spread than seven or eight in that tournament. So I, eh, it is what it is. I think they only have to win two games to win the title anyway. So what you're saying is rather than just taking them minus one ten, I should no matter how bad the odds are, I should take the money line the entire way through. I th- <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the value at neg one ten is better than if you could open parlay shit. Their two games they have to play because I think they are pretty much already in the semifinals with how the fucking WCC fucking with Gonzaga and the money line all the way. But if you open parlay, I think the two games they end up at it would be not as valuable as Neg One Ten for the title when it's two games. Oh, fair enough. Uh, is that all you got for us, Colin? Yeah, that's uh, it for this week. Any last words, gentlemen? Nope. Nothing. Sam's not even going to give some bullshit plug about KU and Bill Self. <laughs> you know, if you insist, I think I kind of I kind of ran myself dry, but very arguably greatest coach of all time, an absolute <laughs> master class. <laughs> and you know what? We're back on the one line. I'm looking forward to March. We're playing with house money, man. We're champs. It was a hell of a fun season, and it's just, it's just a goddamn delight to follow this team. All right. Uh, all I have to say is oral. And uh, and that will that's what Sam is doing. And that and that will conclude our garbage sports opinions for tonight. Go check out our Twitter at three planes SB. That's at the number three P L A I N S S B to keep up with our sports betting adventures and spreadsheet. And keep an eye out for future episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or wherever the hell else you get your podcasts from. And remember, Plaxico Burris shot himself in the leg in two thousand and eight. We're out of here. <laughs> <laughs>